0: Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark.
1: All right, guys, so today we have Steve Camp from NerdFitness.com NutFitness is probably like the ultimate case study for someone that just bootstraps the site and builds a brand that people love and feels different. doesn't feel like another health site and the fitness sites. So, well, Steve, thank you very much for being with us. How's it oh, going?
0: Thank you very much for saying such nice things about my website. You're, <laughs> <Well>, uh, <a laughs> you're too kind have said thank that you that thank you. Know? <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks no. for having me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's great. And you're saying you're a nerd on your website, right? And you say you play a lot of video games. So what game are you playing right now, actually?
0: I spent far too much of my weekend playing through Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Ah. which I am loving way more than uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. I think uh, I had my sights set much lower, I think, after Unity was kind of a a down note for the uh, series as a whole, but uh, they've returned to form with Syndicate and I'm really, really enjoying it.
1: Fair I actually only played Assassin's Creed 2, but Mark and I uh, are actually two the both one. online two the gamers, one. actually. We basically one thing that we have in common is we take our business like a video game. <laughs> uh, and we used to run like big groups of people online. Like I used to run like a guild on a game called Indus 2 by then. And he used to oh, wow, be cool. world champion of Eve Online, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, So That's- your so that's I uh, like is you actually
0: solidified for sure. Well done.
1: Yeah, he. <laughs> we spent way too much time playing video games, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to open the interview with that because that's something I think we share in common. Absolutely, um, but that's not the topic of the interview.
0: <laughs> Darn, because we could probably talk about that forever. Yeah, I think people are already cutting the podcast right
1: now. So let's just... <laughs> Please keep listening. I promise it's All worth right. it. It's going to be interesting, guys. I promise. <laughs> but you were on a site called Nerdfitness, as I said. Yeah, no, you know, you're not the typical fitness model that we see on Instagram and that kind of stuff. You're a certified trainer. That's what your site says. How did you get into that niche? What happens? Why fitness?
0: It's funny. I'm actually I like to think that I was too ignorant and too naive to know that I was entering into like the most crowded online Online space out yeah. there, you know, like there's already a million bazillion fitness websites out there, and it dis- was like
1: in 2002 or something.
0: No, no, oh. no. I didn't. I started this in 2000, and I bought the domain in 2007. Okay, but I full like I really went all in on it starting in 2000, very end of 2008, beginning of 2009.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so it's just luck. you were like, well, I like fitness, I'm just gonna do
0: that. And- yeah. Well, uh, so I had spent. I want to say five, six years of my life up until that point, exercising and training in a gym and reading muscle and fitness magazines and reading fitness websites and having very little success in transforming myself physically. And it wasn't until after graduating college, I signed up for a gym membership and they gave me some free personal trainer sessions that the guy who trained me completely overhauled my workout. He simplified it. He changed how I ate and what my diet was and I had more success in 30 days than I had had in my previous six years of training. And that's when the light bulb went off in my head and I thought, man, if I've been doing this for six years and I thought I knew it all and I wasn't having any success, there have to be other people out there like me that don't have six years to make the mistakes that I did and they just want real information. So I went online and everything I found was a website that was sponsored by a fitness supplement. You know, it's like, oh, this weight gainer thing or this... Fat loss booster or this pre workout, whatever nonsense. It was either that or it it had some like very predatory sales tactics where, like, this super secret workout is the only thing that's going to get you in shape or you're going to die alone and a loser. It's like, whoa. (laughs) And no girl's going to ever look at you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's aggressive. Okay. So I just, I was very turned off by the entire online fitness community. Enough, it's just yeah. there were ads everywhere, supplements ran the whole thing. And I was like, this is terrible. I don't want to be a part of this. This, all of this makes me feel slimy and sleazy. And I don't know if I'm getting the real information from everybody. So I wanted to create a home for people that were beginners like I had, like I used to be, that were interested in getting regular no nonsense, no bs fitness information from somebody that didn't have an ulterior motive or you know was all unbiased. It wasn't I wasn't saying certain things because it was because I had been paid to do so by a, a supplement or something like that. So I wanted to create a website and I had just finished reading Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week and in it he talks about creating your own niche by taking a social group you're a part of and something you're good at. Well, the thing I was good at was helping beginners or getting started with helping beginners get fit. And the social group I was a part of was the nerd community. I'd built my own computer. I'd spent 40, 50 hours a week after my day job uh, playing games like EverQuest and mm-hmm. EverQuest 2. It was
1: way less cool than it is today actually back
0: then. Yeah, right, way less <laughs> cool, right? Exactly. Back, this is, you know, back in 2006, 2007. Not nearly as cool. And I spent a significant amount of my time dumped into video games, reading books, comics, movies, etc. So I was like, why don't I create a site specifically for nerds that are interested in getting fit? They have to be maybe a few other people like me that are in the same boat. So I googled nerd and fitness and nothing popped up. So I bought nerdfitness.com. And that was the, I guess, the the very first step, the, the beginning of nerd fitness. Okay. And there was absolutely no
1: like, okay, is someone going to be interested before I make the website? You just thought you would do it and that's it.
0: Yeah. I bought the domain and then I was so scared that nobody would take me seriously on the internet because I didn't have a particular piece of paper that told me that I was a certified personal trainer. So I actually did nothing with the website for about a year and a half. I just... Nothing. I read some more and I studied some more and eventually I worked up the courage and went to a weekend certification to get like a basic personal trainer certification, only to realize that nobody cared. They wanted to listen to me because I was like them. They didn't want to listen to me because I was like a certified trainer with a degree in exercise physiology, which I don't have. Instead, I came to them and said, Hey, look, I'm not an expert, I'm just like you. I just happen to be a few steps further ahead than you are. And I have found a system that works for me. I'm still learning. I'm still a student, but I found something that works and I would love to share it with you and we can go through this journey together. And I think that distinction kind of freed me up in the beginning to work up the courage to get started and, and let people know like, Hey, I'm on a journey too. I'm on a journey too, and I want us to be on this journey together. So join me, come to nerd fitness.
1: Okay. And you were like totally upfront about it at the beginning. You were like, well, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm just going to tell you. I mean, I know what I'm doing on the very beginner level, but maybe not like on the advanced level or something. You say
0: that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think even today, you still go to Nerd Fitness, go to the About page. It says like, I am not an expert. Underlined, bold, italicized, like as many different things as I can throw on it to make it stand out. Even though I've been doing this full time now for six years, five and a half years, something like that. Hmm. And I've dedicated my life to this. Like this is what I do. This I study and read health and fitness. I work out. I work with I've helped thousands of people. But even to this day I still let people know like I don't think I'm an expert. Like first and foremost I'm a student. I've just been able to get a little bit better and help a few more people that are still below me or behind me and trying to figure out what they're trying to do and how they're going to get there.
1: Yeah. I think that's quite Interesting for a lot of people that want to start online businesses because there's kind of like that imposter syndrome where you're like, well, I'm not the best at this topic and there are people that know better, etc. And a lot of people just don't get started because of that. Whereas it seems like in your case, that was actually a strength because I mean, really, if we look at your site on the other side of the fitness spectrum, we have Beachbody and P90X and Insanity Walker and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. like it's literally a Hollywood movie with uh, right, like exactly. rocky quotes in the middle. And then on your side, I go on your side and I check this YouTube video with you walking out in your living room with a gallon of milk, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a chair. If I remember, that's and correct. So you really think that that's what got people into it? Because it's like, well, this is totally unrealistic to imagine you would be into a P ninety X setup ever yeah, in okay, your life.
0: That, absolutely. And I've come a long way since those you know those videos were done back in two thousand eight or two thousand and nine but i wasn't afraid to to tell people like look i am a one man band i'm the only person doing this i don't have a lot of money but i what i do have is the ability and the interest and the desire to help people and i think another thing especially in this online space everybody calls themselves a, a guru or a social media expert or a fitness whatever and blah 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 and like these people have they have some nonsense certification that they then think is making them an expert and it's like in reality it's like how many people have you helped and yeah. Are you coming at it from the right perspective? And I think that's way more important. And in the internet land of people faking who they are and what they're trying to be, like I just wanted to be brutally honest with people. Like I tell people sometimes, like we'll have people that read the site that are actual Olympic athletes and they're looking for training advice. They're like, "Dude, I love Nerd Fitness. I'm a nerd <laughs> myself, and like I'm training to be in like the bobsled team or whatever. Like, what are your thoughts on this versus this and that?" And I'm just like. Dude, I love you. I'm so happy that you're reading Nerd Fitness, but that is way above my level of expertise. And you'd be best off finding a specific coach that will train you in that, sp- that specific instance. And I've had other instances where people email me questions and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not a doctor. I don't have yeah. a degree in exercise physiology. I study behavioral psychology. I study habit building and what makes humans tick and sociology and or predictably irrational behavior but these other things like they're not my expertise I couldn't name every muscle in the body or every bone in the body and couldn't tell you every tiny fiber and tendon and muscle that moves with every exercise like that's not my strength so when people ask those questions I have no problem telling them hey I'm sorry but this is beyond my level I can point you in some of these other directions where they might be able to help you more. I just don't want to give you the wrong impression and I don't want you to think that I'm trying to be somebody that I'm not.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we get a lot of that. So Mark and I actually have a health site called healthambition.com and actually this uh, gets quite a bit of traffic now. It's like something like 15,000 visits per day or something and we get a lot of people because we talk about nutrition on our site mostly. Sure. And we got people coming to you with like serious diseases and stuff. And and it's like well, you really, really, shouldn't pretend to be what you're not online. I think it's 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 really good the way you're doing that because a lot of people would do anything to sell a food product.
0: Yeah, which is just I don't know. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I don't think yeah. if I was doing those things. So it's just at the end of the day, no amount of money is worth losing my integrity, I think.
1: How do you think this honesty affected the engagement of people with the brand? Like when you started, did people get really excited about it? Or like, uh, is it something that built up over time? Because right now you have a pretty cool community.
0: It grew one person at a time. I answered every email and I just try to respond to people as honestly, positively, and supportively as I could. So I think especially in the early days, people follow people and Nerd Fitness now is a much bigger brand with the number of people that are involved with it. And the community itself is its own kind of own entity. But when I started, I just, I don't know, I, I wanted people to think like, I'm not just reading a random fitness website. Like, oh, there's this guy, Steve, he runs Nerd Fitness, he's super nice, and he just wants to help. Like, this is a website I should probably continue reading. And then after doing that consistently every day, repeatedly for months and months and months, I eventually started asking people like, How else can I help you? And if I was going to try to make this into a business so I can focus on this full time and quit my day job, what are some things that you'd be willing to pay for? And everybody came back with like, just give us workout plans. Like, just tell us what to do. That's that's all I want is I want to be told what to do. It's like, okay, great. Here is the next six months of your exercise programming. And I'd love for you to check it out. And comes with a lifetime money back guarantee. If it doesn't work for you, then I don't want your money. And I truly want to help, but I truly want to turn this into something that will allow me to focus 100% of my time and energy on. And I was fortunate enough that I had built up enough goodwill and karma and helped enough people that I could sell enough of those things to kind of allow me to survive full time with it for a few months until I could either create the next thing or continue to grow the audience and so on and so forth. So the honesty aspect of it and just being real. And my favorite thing is when I meet people in real life that know me through nerd fitness and at the end of our interaction they say something like you are exactly what i expected you would be hmm. and they're like we've never met before i only know you from your articles but just in the 20 minutes that we've talked you come across exactly as like the guy that i that i see on the internet and i'm like that's it's good because that's what i'm going for like i want people to realize that like that's the, what you see is what you get there's nothing you know, there's no hiding there's no true ulterior motive it's like i am looking to build a business I am looking to help as many people as possible and create a great life for myself and the team members of Nerd Fitness. But most importantly, I just want to help other people get fit.
1: Mm -hmm. I want to ask a question, actually. And it's a question I actually didn't prepare, but it's something that I personally struggle with on the websites where I put my my name on. And you seem to be really, really involving your personality and yourself with the brand. It's like, you are the brand, pretty much. And as a result, like, how like emotional and anal do you get about the content you mm-hmm. post on the site and like because your name is so tied to it it's like and i see on your blog you're not posting very much right now and is that something because personally that's something that holds me back a lot personally
0: yeah well so I'm, we try to post two articles a week the past two weeks just due to some chaos leading up to a book I had written, some you know, launch that we're working on. I've been posting a little less frequently at the moment, just kind of gearing up for the beginning of next year. It was tough. I have relinquished, relinquished quite a bit of control over the community and over the website. And I have a content manager that has been helping me through Nerd Fitness with for three and a half years at, up to this point. So I had to put faith in the fact that if I hired the right people, not only would the content not suffer but in fact it would actually become better because it wasn't all reliant on me and I wasn't the only stopgap i wasn't the the bottleneck holding it back so i stand by the decision that like if there's any anything that posts on nerd fitness like my reputation's on the line but the guy that i've been working with who has been helping with content for the past 3 years Like I would trust him to take something I've written and I wouldn't see it again and he would publish it and I would feel comfortable and confident in that. So I'm not a good micromanager and have no desire to be my team of eight people live in eight different states, so I can't check in on everybody every minute of every day anyways, nor would I want to. So I've just put faith in the fact that if I hire the right people and give them the right tools and support that they need, then they are more likely than not ready. They're going to make the right decision that is the best decision for the community. And those are the things that we talk about as a company and as a team. It's whenever you're in doubt and there's a question that you're up to and you have to make the decision on, do what's best for the community in the long term. And if you make that decision, and then anything that results as a or anything that comes as a result of that is something we can live with and, and deal with no problem.
1: And how long did it take for you to get to a situation where you, you could trust a team that much?
0: My first full timer joined me about four years ago. And then slowly kind of steadily built up from there. I put more faith in people than probably others do, and I might be more trusting than others might be. But I also think that's like at some point you have to you're gonna be better off if you put that trust and faith in people and understand that some people might make mistakes and it's how do we improve on them and what do we fix? and how do we learn from this and how do we move forward on it? But I spent a lot of time on the hiring process and knowing that hiring the right person pays tremendous dividends down the road. So it might take us a lot longer to hire people, but when we do hire them, you know, I like to think that they stick around and they're they're the right person for the right job. They're sitting in the right seat, and they can make their impact on on the company and the in the community. In the way that they know best, and that's why I brought them on. So if I can't trust them, then it's it's truly on me for not bringing on the right people or not putting the right systems in place.
1: Fair enough. Well, it's something I'm definitely still working on on my side. So, but I like it because personally, I am like super emotional about whatever has my face at the bottom, and it's like it's actually a, a big struggle to have people writing for us. I have like I don't write all the content. But I actually find it quite difficult to put your name on stuff that you didn't create 100%. It's letting that go. I think a lot of people, when they build a personal brand, are struggling with it. I've had quite a few emails about that.
0: No, I I think it's a fair point. And I think you, you have to strike that balance between doing everything yourself. And it depends on what you're trying to build, too. Like if you're trying to build the Tim Ferriss model of you're the ghost in the machine and you don't have employees and everything is outsourced. And I think that's different than what I was trying to build. And when I'm hiring people now for bringing on more writers, like I want to develop their personalities so that people know like, Oh, this article is coming from Noel. She is the rebel chef correspondent and I like reading her stuff. And Steve is going to be posting this and Dan is going to be posting this content. So, I'm very similar to you in that I don't necessarily want to attach my name to something that I haven't read or haven't written. But I will say, we do have things that go out to nerd, the community at Nerd Fitness that come from Team Nerd Fitness that I haven't seen. And again, that just comes down to trust. I have people that have not on my team that I've known for a decade and you know I was in like in the wedding of one of them like if That's i can't trust cool, this yeah. person to create something with the community's best interest at heart then shame on me there's just so many moving parts and so many different aspects of the business and so many different types of people to contact in different ways that it's literally impossible for me to do it myself so i have to find the right people that care as much about nerd fitness or more so than i do and i've been lucky enough up to this point to have hired people and have unsurprisingly spent more time i actually have to like literally yell at them to t- take vacations and <laughs> like stop stop working and and to take weekends off like they just they love it so much and i'm like guys like i don't want you getting burnt out like go do something go somewhere turn off your computer like we're okay like don't go do that's you know really important for me too so i try to be a good boss i try to hire the right people and we have like a kind of company motto or a company manifesto, I guess, that that we all stand by as a company and if there's ever any questions on what somebody should do, they can refer back to that and say like, okay, does this check all six boxes? And if so, then I'm going to make the, the decision. If it doesn't, then I'm not going to make the decision and we'll deal with the consequences as they happen. But so far, so good. And it's cool to be able to develop other people and share other people and shine the spotlight on different members of my team so that the light is not, it's not just Steve and Nerd Fitness, but it's rather Nerd Fitness and Steve is just a small part of it.
1: Yeah, it went from a personal brand to like a company, essentially. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty Absolutely.
1: cool. That's a good transition. And I like what you said about the stuff that you don't read is not sent as you, it's sent as team at not fitness. Yep. I think that's a good way of separating it, actually. And talking about the company, one thing that I really like about your site is the branding. And a lot of people, when they start their site, they have pretty shitty branding, let's just say it like that. And... You've done it really well. I mean, it looks like a Marvel comic book. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and on top of that, you have the really cool Lego images. Did you start like that? I know the answer, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, not at no. all. And, no. and like, how did you get to that point, how to like, build this brand image? It's like now it's like if people see the NF, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would actually... A lot of people that
0: are interested
1: in the topic... We probably recognize your brand actually now.
0: Sure. Well, when I st- I'm fortunate that the logo itself has never changed. So I drew the logo right when I started the website, and I told a friend of mine who was a graphic designer, I was like, hey, can you you know digitize this for me and put it into Photoshop so I can put it on my my free WordPress template <laughs> on my cheap blog because I didn't have any money. I think if you go back into like Google's Wayback Machine, you can That's see what, what I nerd- did before this interview. Yeah, oh, <laughs> man, it is bad. It's it's funny. I'm not sure how far back you can go, but. Uh, the site itself quite has gone a through lot. So many iterations. I'm sorry, yeah. what was that?
1: All I saw is basically a, a white WordPress theme. With oh yeah, the logo so
0: that. basic. A white WordPress theme, and I don't know if times have changed or the market is so saturated now that you can't get away with that. But I, don't know, I just put faith in the fact that content was 90% of it and the other 10% would have been the theme and, and the design and the look and all that stuff. Yeah. So great content wins out. And I might lose some people who are like, oh, this site does not look pretty enough for me to give it my attention. And like, that's okay. Spending any time and energy and effort on that when I first started before I knew if it was ever going to be a thing didn't make sense to me. So I just put all my energy into creating better content and improving that. And as I wrote better content and found more people and started to kind of craft and build a community, I started to think about what kind of brand I wanted to build. And I knew if Nerd Fitness was going to become what I thought it could become, I needed to get out of the way, and I needed it to not be just about Steve dishing out information, but rather about a community of people working together to live healthier lives. So for us to do that, we needed to come up with what our community would be. I didn't like the idea of calling ourselves just a community or people being fans of Steve. Like that's, That sounded really weird to me. Instead, I wanted us all to be part of something that we were working on together. And I remember asking the community, do you guys want to build an empire? Or do you want to start a rebellion? And when I asked them this, I think Star Wars was at the front of my yeah, mind. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> guess. Uh, that. Over, yeah, the responses all came in that everybody wanted to be part of a rebellion. They thought that was way cooler. So I googled Star Wars Rebel Alliance, uh-huh. and I saw some fantastic artwork of somebody had drawn the red circular Rebel Alliance logo on a concrete wall. I just loved like the gritty rustic, underground, kind of underdog look that this vibe had. And I I reached out to a friend of mine. I was like, hey, can you... Turn the Nerd Fitness logo maroon red and put it on like a gray concrete background, and he's like, "Yep, no problem." So I leveraged some existing relationships I had, and if I didn't have those relationships these days, you could talk to somebody on Fiverr or yeah. O Lance or Edesk or what is it? <laughs> Odesk. That's the opposite. There we go.
1: Actually,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all of them are upwalk now. I think it's
1: the new name. Uh, it's the new name actually.
0: Right. Do any of those things to get those things done. So all of a sudden our community became the rebellion. We had a color scheme. And then I wrote, I was like, these are the rules that we're going to stand by as a community. These are as a rebellion. These are the 10, 11 rules that we're going to stand by who we are and what we stand for. And it shifted from a guy, a boy in his blog, AKA Steve writing articles and people reading them and responding to him. And instead it became this community of people that also happened to have a blog that people were a part of, so it shifted its focus and and allowed me to kind of step back and gave Nerd Fitness its own heartbeat, and gave the rebellion its own heartbeat, and became its own entity. And after that, it was just kind of cultivating it and nurturing it and supporting it and making sure it grew. So giving the community members what they wanted and asking them questions on what they wanted to do and how they wanted the message boards organized and things like that. So it's gone through some serious transformations. The logo itself hasn't changed. The branding has developed and been optimized and changed and improved upon over the past seven and a half years. But go back to the beginning. It is a white WordPress template with nerd fitness in like Times New Roman font and just very very basic looking website with hopefully back quality content that caught people's eye. Yeah, how did you get initial traction actually when you got started? Uh, I didn't actually get initial traction. <laughs> I was actually
1: on your first blog post, but yeah. oh,
0: it was uh, it was bad. I wrote for nine months and published five articles a week and got very little traction. Just few people were reading. Those that were reading seemed to like it, but it wasn't getting very much traction. And it was because I was writing articles like I thought I was supposed to write. I was publishing five articles a week that were topical, that were short, because I was told that people don't have attention spans and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So essentially, I, I did everything wrong and did things the way I thought I was supposed to rather than what I wanted to do. I then stumbled across an article called How to Not Suck at Blogging, Written by a guy named Adam Baker, who ran a website called Man Versus Debt. And Adam Baker is now actually now a full time team member at Nerd Fitness, which is pretty neat for me. But his article was essentially like, if you suck at blogging, if you do these 10 things. And like I went through those 10 things and I was like, oh man, I suck at this. <laughs> I'm not very good. And I need to make some changes. So the articles started changing. Instead of five short articles a week, I switched to two long articles a week and they were not topical. They were articles that would be relevant the day they were written all the way up until five, ten years after they were written. Evergreen, yeah. Uh, Yeah, evergreen content, exactly. They became evergreen content. I started injecting more personality into my writing and started finally, I don't know what drew me to it the first time, but I spent a lot of my childhood, in addition to playing video games, playing with Legos. I just loved them. I would build these amazing Lego sets as a little kid and just loved it. So me sharing Lego photos on my articles was a fun way to kind of pay homage to my childhood and also to remove a lot of the pressure and the kind of overwhelming... Negative attitude. I think a lot of people have in this online space, or like they're overwhelmed and, and scared about something, and then they see like Lego photos of a Lego Darth Vader. They're like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't take myself so seriously, and like yeah, yeah. This, maybe, maybe this is not like I don't have to get really scared about doing this. So, I started sharing some Lego photos within the articles themselves, and just got a tremendous response and people like man I love this and I was like I love finding the photos that were relevant to that particular topic and
1: how do you uh, find the photos
0: <laughs> I go to uh, photopin.com photo pincom or really? the creative Creative Commons aspect of Flickr yeah and people have just taken phenomenal Lego photos of, wow. of- certain topics and it's funny now like i'll get emails from people who'd be like hey man this guy stole your idea and i'm like what are you talking about they're like this is lego photos and i was like i mean i didn't start it you know like i wasn't the guy taking those photos but it's kind of cool that i've done it in such a way that like it's become kind of synonymous with what we've done at nerd fitness and and people recognize it immediately like oh this is a nerd fitness article like it has a particular style and substance and and fun photos that make light of a Overwhelming topic. So, so yeah, as once I made that change to my content, more and more people started to share it. I reached out to a few bigger bloggers that I was fans of and they checked out my website and they're like, man, I love this. I'd love for you to write a guest post for me, or hey, I'd love to share this with my audience. Is that cool? And I'm like, damn, that that'd be great. So I wrote a few guest posts here and there, but mostly it was just trying to create really great content, help everybody individually that came and emailed me and built up the audience one person at a time. So although it wasn't very big, the people that were in it were very passionate and very excited about what it could become and and being part of something so small and cool so that when it eventually grew up as it has today, they can still say like, man, I was there back in the beginning and that was cool when we did this or that or blah, blah, blah. So it's gone through some serious evolutions and the growth aspect of it was a journey for me as well until I figured out how to write better and, and start connecting with more people.
1: Cool. And the, the bigger posts you're talking about are they more like your classic posts like the Paleo beginners guide that kind of stuff? Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are all written. I mean, the Paleo article was written in 2010 and it's to this day it still sends the most traffic. It sends yeah. n- Like millions of people to nerd fitness. So it's uh, evergreen content that has been around for years. I try to corner the market on a particular topic in a fun, unique, interesting kind of way and then pump it full of personality, nerdy metaphors and Lego photos.
1: And just to be clear, you didn't do any kind of link building or SEO thing or whatever, right?
0: No, I don't know how any of that stuff works, to be honest with you. Um, All right, great. Yeah, I don't even bother. We have like a very basic... SEO like it was SEO by Moz or something on WordPress where like we make sure we have like meta tags set up properly but other than that I don't even concern myself with it and neither did people in our team it's like that's not what we're building our business around let's let's help people first let's write great content second and hope Google tends to like us and and more often than not they do because we're not trying to game the system in any way we're just trying to help people
1: yeah, totally. So, I mean, just the reason I'm asking that is because a lot of people in our audience are actually coming from these SEO backgrounds and so on. And it's, it's their day job or it's what they do. and they're just Sure. Trying to be a they can help me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you can send an email to Steve guys, if you want to help him out. But basically, one thing that I've realized, and I come from that background, right? I used to do consulting, for, like SEO for big brands and all that stuff. And a lot of people in this area tend to be over-concerned by building backlinks and doing all these signals that Google cares about. And what they end up doing is they end up creating average content and then just trying to do all these other things. And and definitely in the last two years for us, we've, we've switched gears and we're like, we're doing what you're saying. We're literally just doing the best content possible. For Atari Hacker, literally it never built a single link, I think. And it's probably the most SEO traffic we've ever had, actually.
0: Uh, yeah, so. and Google just changes things all the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> like people that built their businesses around Google and then all of a sudden like something changes and it's like, oh, uh oh, like we have to we're we're screwed now. It's like, oh I don't know. I love this idea of being anti fragile and when you build everything on just Facebook or on just Google SEO, like All it takes is for one person at that custom intern to flip a switch or decide that the algorithm should be different for this particular reason. And like, you go belly up very quickly. So I didn't, I want us to be more diversified and reliant more on the community and the type of people and less so on the goodwill of Google.
1: Fair enough. Talking about community, you have forums. When did these come in place and what role do they play?
0: We started forums back about, let's say, 16 months after I had launched the website. So this is the spring of 2010 and as we were coming up with the idea of what to call the community, it was like, are we the empire or the rebellion? And we picked the rebellion, obviously. I knew that right now it was it was still just a lot of back and forth conversations between me and community members. They would email me, I would respond to them. They would leave a blog post, I would reply. A very little interaction between them. So I wanted to give them a home to interact with each other and help each other out. I'm just one guy that lives life in a certain way. And I like to think that I'm I have enough knowledge to help people across a wide variety of lifestyle choices and things like that, and I have and I do. But I also know how helpful it can be to learn from and lean on somebody that is in a similar life situation as you. So if you are divorced with three children, you might be way more likely to get beneficial information from another divorced mom or dad with three kids that has found a way to balance a crazy lifestyle and a job and still get fit. So I wanted to provide, give the community really a microphone and say, like, I want you guys to, this is your platform and I want you to interact with each other. And I think you can help each other. And I think we can all help each other collectively as a community. And being a nerd that had spent a significant portion of my childhood, whenever I wasn't playing video games or putting Legos together, I was hanging out on the, IGN, you know, video game message boards. Of course. and I don't even think I posted very often.
1: No, but a lot I just, of people just read forums. There's really, like, I just read, and
0: I mean, hours a day would I spend on IGN reading forums about the latest Nintendo rumors or secrets from the Legend of Zelda and this particular, you know, who knows what? So,
1: well, a ton of I'm time. Not the only one then.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, a ton. <laughs> so much time. So I was like, well, forums make sense to me. Let's just add forums to the nerd fitness community and see how that takes off. So. You know, With the site, as small as it was, I was worried that I would launch the forums and one person would show up and not see anything happening, so they would leave. And then another person would show up 10 minutes later and not see anything. So what I did was I invited or encouraged people to apply to become a beta tester for the community. Mm -hmm. And I think I took 10, 15, maybe 20 people. And they said, hey, I want you to try to break these message boards. I need you to... Mess around with them. I want you to start posting your workouts. Tell me what's working, what's not working. I want you to fill up each of the different sections and and let me know what we're missing. And we did that for about a month or two months. And because these people were beta testing and they had been chosen, they were totally fine with being the first, you know, the first poster in each section. They were like, I feel a bit
1: exclusive.
0: Yeah, this is really cool to be a part of something. So then when it finally happened, I like to think of it as like, I had sent out invitations to a party that was gonna start at eight o'clock. But I invited ten of my best friends over at seven thirty so that the party was already happening by the time the first guest showed up at eight and they already saw a great party was happening. So they decided to stick around. Mm. And every additional person that stuck around then made it an even better party for the next person that showed up. So I launched the the message boards with a contest where it was like, oh, everybody track your workouts on the forums for the next four weeks. And at the end of the four weeks, we'll pick a winner who had the best month yet and we'll give them a prize. It was like a free nerd fitness t-shirt or something. I mean, something something very basic. And it was enough and people were like, man, I love this idea and I'm excited to be a part of it. Oh look, there's already people posting in here and it's an active community, Like, let's get into it. And, and now it's at the point there's 30 plus thousand people on the message boards. and Yeah, uh,
1: right now it says 155 users are online in the past 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, just people <laughs> like hang out there and, and help each other and it's segmented now by video game archetypes. So like the warriors are the powerlifters and the scouts are runners and swimmers and and cyclists and our the monks are the martial artists the assassins are the parkour and gymnastic enthusiasts so it's like we have created even smaller niches in the Nerd Fitness Rebellion. So not only now like, are you a nerd that likes to get fit in the rebellion, but you are a member of the Ranger Guild in the Nerd Fitness Rebellion that is interested in getting fit, that likes nerdy things. So like, it's even further classification of who you are and, and how you've chosen to play this game of life that we like to say.
1: Cool. I think that all of everything we talked about gives us a really good idea of like how your community like, crystallized around your brand. Now I'd like to talk a little bit about monetization, and I want just to ask, like, when you launched your first product, how you were
0: surviving before that, Mm -hmm. and basically what it evolved into today. I was working a full-time regular job, working regular nine to five. I think it was like ten to six hours, and then I come home from that, and I worked on just writing articles for Nerd Fitness, and I did that for eighteen months, and I actually ended up quitting my day job before I made any money with Nerd Fitness. Because I knew scary. it was scary for sure, but it's been 18 months building up the community, and I was like, you know, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to.
1: Okay. Before the- we actually stop, I just want to stop you here, and yeah. I just want to know one thing. It's like I get a lot of people emailing me that it's like, oh, I'm gonna quit my job and start an online business, which <laughs> I tell people you're crazy. It takes a while. Uh, oh yeah, crazy. <laughs> like start something before. So would you agree with that?
0: 100%. I mean, like I said, I worked on Nerd Fitness every day for 18 months. And even then, I had still not asked anybody for money, but I had put plans in place and I had a very good idea mm. that if I were to create a product, and I had heard from many people that if I did, they would purchase it. I was in a spot in my life where my expenses were very low. I was single. You know, I was like, if I have to move onto a friend's couch, and pick up a job waiting tables and pumping gas and doing whatever to make ends meet until this works like I will do it because this is my future like something about this community is too powerful to for me to not give it 100% of my effort so although I quit my job and went to try to create an online business I had already been building the business and setting the stage for a full 18 months and working really powerfully working as much as I could and helping as many people as I could so that when I quit And told people, hey, I am going full time with Nerd Fitness. One month from now, I'm going to put out my first ebook, which is a collection of fitness workout plans and diet advice. It'll be available if I think it was like 29 or 39 bucks, whatever it was. It was relatively inexpensive. I told people, like, I would love for you to check this out. Lifetime money back guarantee. I just want to help you. And I sold enough of them to buy me two months of income, which was shocking i was hopeful for like two where weeks did you of it
1: back then by the way i'm sorry where did you live were you in the u.s
0: yes i was in the united states okay
1: just just to give it an idea of like the cost of living you know
0: yep yeah so i was in the united states i was probably spending about say 1200 1300 a month yeah it's pretty low still know. Yeah. relatively low but uh, you know i was paying rent and i had a car and mm-hmm. gas insurance etc so other than that, I, I made all of my own meals. I didn't go out. I was just like, this is, if I have to sacrifice to make this work for the next six months or a year, but then I get to live the rest of my life building and doing something that I'm happy about, like that seems like a very small price to pay. So I was willing to do it. And fortunately enough, I sold enough of them to buy me a few months of income. I think I sold, like if I was selling them for 30 bucks a piece, I sold 150 and. 50 of them. So I generated like four or $5,000 or something. It was like the craziest moment of my life. It was yeah. like, oh my God, this actually works. People have paid me. I'm onto something here. I can now work in this full time. And then from there on, it just slowly built up. I put out another ebook probably six months after that. And then an additional ebook six months after that. And after that, took down all the ebooks and created what we call the Nerd Fitness Academy, which exists today, but it allows you to create a character. There are missions and quests to complete. There are online workout plans, and it's a there's a community aspect to it. So it's a leveled up version of what I was offering in those, uh, in those original ebooks.
1: So you created a small product first and upgraded it, upgraded it, upgraded it into something Bing.
0: bigger. Yeah, that, I like yep. it actually. Yeah, so we kind of tested the waters. And then from there, we turned it, after we knew it was profitable, Or it was a a valuable idea and that people were already willing to pay for it, then it was like, we're just going to continually improve this. So you have the Nerd Fitness Academy, which is our flagship product at Nerd Fitness. A few months ago, we launched Nerd Fitness Yoga, which is the most produced and polished program we've ever put together. And I'm so proud of how it turned out. It's, I don't want to say P90X level because I don't, I don't have the, maybe I, do, I was going to say, I don't have the corny humor that, that Tony. I was going to ask if you maybe have the I same jokes, actually, that's exactly what I was Maybe I do. Ask. I do crack some pretty corny jokes during yoga. <laughs> so, but I'm really proud of how that turned out. In addition to that, we have Camp Nerd Fitness, which is our in-person event that takes place once a year in just north of Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States. And the first year we did that, we had 140 people. The second year, we had 300 people. And this upcoming year, we're targeting 400 people. So it's it's becoming more and more, yeah, it's cool. It's a long weekend. People got to fly in. We had people fly in from... 10 countries and four different continents to attend camp. So it was pretty cool to see this online community that I had been building for so many years come to life in person and watch these people interact with each other and just have an absolute blast doing so. So that's been kind of fun. And then just most recently, I just uh, wrote my first traditionally published book that I am excited to put out. So we're starting to diversify and create additional things that people that have different interests in Nerd Fitness can be a part of because I think there's so many different ways to be a member of the Nerd Fitness Rebellion as as I pointed out earlier with how people like to classify how they train and which guild they want to be a part of.
1: I think that's really cool actually. I, I checked the yoga the yoga trailer a little bit before the call and uh, it made me think of P90X actually. Mm-hmm. That's why I talked about that. One thing I wanted to ask is a lot of people when they blog and give free information they're kind of afraid to promote their paid products. You know, It's kind of like well I'm giving all this stuff for free why would people pay me etc. Obviously you don't have this experience anymore. But how do you go about telling people, hey, there's this paid thing, go buy it?
0: I think there's a right way and a wrong way. And I think it starts by building a great product. If you have something that you're not willing to put your heart and reputation on the line for, then you have no business promoting it and getting people to buy it. However, if you've built something that you are proud of and that you know helps people, then it's almost your responsibility to promote it and tell people, like, don't be embarrassed or ashamed to tell people, like, hey, I have something for sale. I still give away tons. Most of everything we do at Nerd Fitness is free, but we do have things that are paid. And I know that the people that go through our paid courses more often than not come out of those paid courses a changed person and live a better life. So it's on me to present those products in the best possible light and encourage people and show them like, look, these are people that have done this. If you think this would help you, please check it out. If it doesn't work for you, I will give you your money back, and that's another reason why you have to create a product that you're willing to stand behind. That's why our return policies are so lenient. It's like I, if this doesn't work for you, then I don't want your money. But I think it's going to work for you, which is why I'm willing to put up a, a lifetime money back guarantee on a that's on a really digital me, yeah. product. You I, know, I
1: think it builds like trust. You know, people are like, "Well,
0: I can really go for that." Yeah. And if I try to like, there's so many scammy people on the internet and I was just like, I want people like, Hey, look, this is, I'm a real person. Hi, I'm Steve. I would love for you to check out this thing that I built. If it works for you, awesome. Then you will gladly pay it. If you purchase it and it doesn't work for you, email me. I'll give you your money back and I'll try to help you find something that will work for you. And But I know it has helped a lot of people, and it is my responsibility to tell you that if you're looking and stuck, then this might be the solution you're looking for. I can't promise it, but if it does and it works for you, then fantastic. And if it doesn't, then it'll cost you nothing. I just want you to give it a shot.
1: Cool. And do you do do launches or do you just tell people when they subscribe? Like, you know, say I I discovered Nut Fitness today, like, when do you go about selling me stuff? Like,
0: yeah, you wait
1: till like the honeymoon period is over, or how does it go?
0: Yeah, well, if you sign up for the Nerd Fitness email list, which is free, there's a six or seven day email series, and it's like, okay, on day one, your mission is to go for a ten minute walk. On day two, your mission is to swap out a soda for uh, whatever. And here's why: on day three, I want you to pick a habit you want to build. On day four, you're gonna pick which class you want to be a part of, and etc. And on the sixth day, I just let people know, like, hey, if you enjoyed going through these six days, here's some success stories that we've had. I would love for you to check out what's called the Nerd Fitness Academy. If you like going through these quests and missions, we have a program and a community of people that have other quests and missions for you to complete. I know it's helped a lot of people, and I would love for you to check it out. And I pretty much leave it at that. Once people are on the list, you know, every few months, or what? we really, I guess at this point, only have two other projects other than our products. We have yoga and the Nerd Fitness Academy, both of which are just readily available. And then, you know, camp is a timed, there's only a certain number of people that could attend it. Yeah. So that's done in more of a launch model. The first time we launched yoga, it was kind of in a launch model, I guess, when we were you know, testing it out, making sure people were excited about it. So it really depends on the product and it depends on how much we can help people with it. I do know that the time scarcity, especially when it comes to health and fitness, a lot of people will just sit on the fence and like, oh, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, but if you give them a nudge and say like, hey, look, this is available until tomorrow and then we'll put it back out six months from now because I want to make sure that everybody that is going through it, we get a chance to hang out and work with them and see how things go kind of forces them a bit to to get off their butts and, and take action. And again, there's the, still the money-back guarantee. Or I think for yoga, it's like 60 days or 70, 90 days, whatever it is, to tell people, like, look, this is available, but it's not going to be available forever, or we're making this changes, the price might change, whatever. It's, it's really done on a case-by-case basis, depending on what we're launching, who we're launching it to, and when we're launching it. Yeah, that's
1: really undermining it because scarcity like sells a lot. Actually, it's quite crazy. I tell people like, if you're a terrible copywriter and you have a product for sale, just put a timer on it. That usually that usually does a better job than whatever copy you put on there. Uh, it's, it's it's quite crazy actually. Like when we launched, so we have a membership as well on Atari Hacker, and you know I launched it for months. When I opened it, I literally said, "Hey guys, it's opened." Got a few sales, etc. Then I put a timer on it and I email people. I'm like, "Hey, the price is increasing in 48 hours," and we made hundreds of sales within 48 hours. It's it's quite insane, actually. One last question about the monetization. Then we'll wrap it up. Do you actually use upsells? Do you actually have like a whole funnel behind, or do you just sell these products and that's it?
0: No, we just sell these products and that's it. I, I don't do any sort of joint ventures or upsells to to other people's products.
1: I was more thinking about like bonuses for these products or whatever.
0: Oh, I gotcha. At the moment, no, we don't. Like it's very basic. I, okay. There are probably things we should be doing that we're not. And I was like, you know what? Let's just build a great product, write great content, and then encourage people to check them out and, and kind of keep it there. And, you know, eventually uh, we, there might be some upsells where if you buy the academy, you might get yoga at a discounted rate or something. But, for now, us just launching our second product and us starting to work on our third, I haven't concerned myself too much with that. Just like I kind of haven't really concerned myself with the SEO stuff. Like, you know what? Fair enough. We'll, we'll focus on these other things first. And then once we get that stuff nailed down, then we can spend our time on the last 10%, 20% and get those other things fixed up too.
1: Yeah, I mean, the truth is we have an online marketing blog and I didn't do that either. So I was like, well, put all the content I can and make it the best we can for members and then we'll see, you know. So I totally get it. Cool. Well, one last question I have for you. Two really quick ones. One is, do you think that what you did can be done in other niches? And if so, which niches do you think about?
0: Absolutely. I don't see why not. I don't think I did anything particularly special other than I added a personality and distilled complex information into simplified actionable steps for people to follow. And I did it with ethical integrity. I think that can apply to any industry. The finance industry, the the business building industry, personal development industry. I don't see why not, why this doesn't carry over. I think the most important thing to remember it's like it's not just like a formulaic blueprint to follow. And then like, oh, step one is add Lego photo. Step two is make article 2,000 words. Step three is profit. It's like you have to care and email people and interact with them and find out, get to the base level of what they're struggling with and help them. And if those are your your motivations at the base and at the core, then however you attack your problem, it, it might take longer than you're expecting, but you can find a way to turn it into something that you're proud of, that you're excited about, and something that you can spend 100% of your time on. Cool. Totally makes sense. And my last question is, is running Nerd Fitness everything you expected it to be? Are you happy with your choice or do you regret anything? I regret zero things. I wake up excited about what I'm going to do. My work makes other people's lives better. I've created jobs and I get to go to bed proud of what I was able to accomplish. And not only that, but I have a lot of fun doing it. I spend a lot of free time doing things that excite me. I'm in the best shape of my life and I have zero regrets with what I've done and the choices I've made and how I've built this business. I I couldn't be more more proud and more excited with what has become and I couldn't be more excited about what I think it can be if we continue down the path that we're on.
1: Cool. Well, Steve, thanks for joining us. That was a pretty long interview, but I know our listeners just like listening to really long interviews, actually. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, well, thanks for that and you know, if you guys want to check out Steve's site, it's on notfitness.com. I think he has a book coming up
0: soon. Do you want to say a word about yeah, that? Yeah, sure. The book is called Level Up Your Life, and it's, it's my life story mixed with stories from the community. And it's really about helping people create their own lifelong quest of personal achievements that matter to you and help others. So it's called Level Up Your Life, and it's available at, uh, you can learn more at levelupyourlife.com. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Steve. That was really inspirational. Uh, Thank you very much for the opportunity. I had a blast.
1: Cool. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast.
1: If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes
0: and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.